And we are live. Good afternoon, everybody. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be tuning in from on this lovely day. I hope you are all well. Um, welcome back to another Hotelier Pulse Collective session. Uh, actually, I think it's our first for this year, unbelievably, uh, due to various reasons. This is the only opportunity. Pedro and I have had the opportunity to get together and do this. So uh, it's great to be back. It's great to have you joining us. And let me bring in our wonderful guest and co-host, Mr. Pedro Calaco. Pedro, how are you, sir? It's wonderful to see you again. Very good, Andrew. Very good. And yes, it is quite surprising that we haven't been able to get this done this year, but it's been quite a busy start of the year with lots of trade shows, lots of things going on, right? Exactly. And, um, and truly, it's been hard to get back to um, to the normal sort of uh, business life and, and still do all these other things. So that's so, yeah. exactly right. I was just thinking before we started, you know, if it hasn't been from, from obviously events coming back, a huge ITB, our schedule is yeah. also conflicting, pregnancies, yeah. there's been a whole bunch of things that are. <laughs> No, not on my side. <laughs> no, no. Nor on mine, nor on mine. But, uh, but here we are. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be here again. And uh, it's great to see you. I always enjoy these sessions, um, having a chat with you about the latest reports that you guys put together. They're very informative. And uh, we've got uh, a great one for, for May. And I know that we've got uh, some interesting points here. But again, when I looked at this report, I found... For again, for this month, the consistency from previous months hasn't, it's still there. Things haven't really changed. Optimism is still very high. The booking channels are consistent in terms of direct bookings are still very strong. We're not losing that traction as an industry overall. And I find that in itself extremely positive. So I don't know what your thoughts are, but uh, yeah, I mean, no, the I, evolution I, I of optimism we, there now. Absolutely. I think. Uh... Um, as you were saying, we've been sort of going from strength to strength since um, last summer, to be very honest, right? Uh, and, um, and even though, you know, we've seen the, the normal optimism declining as people go into the low season, right? Most of our surveyed hoteliers are in the Northern Hemisphere. So as we're going into the winter, we see optimism decline and, and actually hitting its lowest point in January. And, and basically, it's going up and up again. And I think uh, people were a little bit scared of what was going to happen. But, um, but now people are pretty confident in the future. And I think, honestly, um, the reason why that is, um, is that, you know, they are uh, very optimistic about increasing on great results in 2022. Um, and, and the reason for that is, is that we're actually growing very fast. If you look at this is a January through April, um, in terms of revenue for this base of about 800 hotels in 32 countries that we use for our for our benchmark, um, we are growing 33% in terms of revenue. Now, obviously, we had a very soft first quarter last year, right? Uh, but in reality, what we're seeing is that accumulated, we're growing not only in terms of occupancy, we're growing in terms of nights. We are seeing a slight decline in the direct booking business because last year, let's not forget, was the Omicron scare. There was still a lot of uh, domestic bookings in the first quarter. So in domestic bookings, direct is, is much stronger. Um, this year, it's back to business to usual. And you can see that here, right? So we, we, Expedia growing, which means a lot of Americans traveling to Europe. Yeah. Um, and the GDS also growing. So 
corporate coming coming back a little bit, not quite to the level that we'd like to see it, but um, but really coming back. And if we zoom in on April, because April last year was already sort of a normal year, right? Yeah. We're growing 21% in terms of revenue and 7% in terms of wow. nights. And then the business mix is very, 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 um, very sort of in line with what uh, what we saw last year. So, so yeah, I think people are optimistic because they're, they're looking at the numbers and they're saying, well, you know, even if 2022 um, from now on, uh, I'm sorry, if, even if this year from now on, say from May onwards, is the same as it was last year because of this huge amount of money that they have made in the first quarter all the way through April, 20, 30% more than they did last year, they're going to have a fantastic year and it's going to be certainly significantly better than, than uh, 2022. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, as I said before, the consistency in the channels of, of the sources, if you just go back to that previous slide sure. and just see, you know, compared from this month or April versus last month, look at that direct book. Yeah. There's Yeah, that, absolutely. That that's that's so have I'm so glad to see that. That's such a great <laughs> that means the message, the message that's getting out there to to the hotels, especially to the smaller operators, the independents. Uh, they're, they're, they're understanding the value of that channel. And it's so important. Yes. Just depending yes. on, on the OTAs. As the OTAs are important, absolutely. But that direct channel is, is so vital to their, to their business. So that's, that's such a positive sign, I find. It really oh, is. Oh, sorry. It's just, I'm, I'm, I, I touched something and Good. something moved. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. So in terms of what you're seeing now, obviously we've got the optimism which is increasing again for May um, and the market data is showing that in terms of the demand for summer, that it's, it's looking good. I think we're, get, we're going to have a great summer. Um, in terms of the hotels that you've got within your, your uh, organization of great hotels of the world, how would you say that they should be preparing for, for uh, ensuring that they're capturing that, that opportunity that we have coming now? What other things can they be doing that would really ensure that they're going to have a great summer? I, I think overall they have um, uh, one of the, the, so if you think about what, what they are doing well is what they, what they did well during the pandemic, which is keep in touch with their guests, be close to their guests, be guest centric, if you will, because, uh, because that direct engagement pays off, as you can see here in these numbers, right, where yeah. we're getting, you know, 50, 51% direct business. Uh, that's really because they're close to their guests. They want to engage with them, pre-stay and, and, and really sort of, you know, make sure that they communicate directly with their guests. Um, the second thing is that I, that I would say has come up in the, in the last couple of years is really this participation in the Google free booking links, right? Mm -hmm. So since Google launched uh, uh, the free booking links, I think May or so of 2021, we've seen really that it's been a great channel to capture free bookings, right? So, so even if they don't want to participate in ads, in Google ads, because Google ads are 14% or 15% or 16%, always in that, in that range, they can participate just in the free booking links. And I think that's, that's a great alternative for people that are already have a very strong direct uh, presence. For, pe for people that are not seeing numbers like this and direct is not as important uh, for them yet, I would encourage them to participate in all the Google, uh, in all the Google um, um, uh, programs so that they would then, you know, again, be in fr front and center with their guests, 
eventually, you know, their brand's going to become more important, their website's going to become more important, and people are going to book more directly. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Um, all right, very good. And the other thing I noticed as well from the report was that over 83% of hoteliers that contributed to the report expect to increase their revenue, revenues this year versus last year. Um, now, we just spoke a little bit offline, given, given the, the current economic climate. Do you feel that this is a realistic forecast in terms of uh, what, what the data shows? Is that something that yeah. you feel is, is accurate? Yeah. So, so I want to show you a few, a few data points just so that you get a feeling for where we are, right? Yeah. So this, the, 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 the light blue line is week-by-week week check-ins last year, 2022, and the dark blue line is, is this year. And you can see that almost for every week other than a one week here, which is, I think was the first week in May, which last year was much better from a bank holiday perspective, uh, uh, we're doing much better than last year. And more importantly than this, if I scoot over here to uh, to my demand side of things, right? Here it is. Um, you, you can see that actually demand has been at historical highs, much higher every week, much higher than the peak of 2022, right? And then if we look at how people are actually doing this for, for which 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 um, you know season or, or months they're they're booking, all of them look better than they were they were looking last year at the same time this year. So right. other than something really important happening, uh, we're seeing that you know for instance this I think is a, as of last week we were already fourteen percent up versus twenty twenty two in May right, mm. and for instance in June as of last week we were already almost at 80% of, of 2022. And, and, you know, June hasn't even started. And there's a lot of last minute bookings always. And, you know, even if we look further down the line, you know, July and August, we see that, you know, this consistent trend that demand is, is in line or actually more than it was last year at the same time. So there, there's really no indication, absolutely no indication in our, um, in our systems um, that would tell us that, you know, beware, um, the summer may not be what you expect. Actually, it looks like it will be at least as good as 2022, if not better. Yeah. The, yeah. I would say probably the only wrinkle that we see in the system right now is, is the Brits, um, where we're seeing significantly lower demand this year, probably 15% or so lower demand this year than we saw from, from British people last year. Um, and obviously for destinations that rely heavily on, on British travelers, that may be an indication that maybe there's something on the way. So, so, I, I, so those are sort of the, but there are sort of small potatoes in the big schema of things. But, but you know, there seems to be some British softness. I don't know if it's associated, uh, I don't know if it's associated with, um, with, with the fact that, you know, there's uh, some turmoil in the economy. You know, there's this whole issue about inflation and recession. Obviously, Brexit is compounding that in the UK, right? There's, you know, a huge shortage of staff for hospitality in the UK also. So I don't know if that's if that's an issue um, that people should look into. But that's, that, yeah. that's the only, you know, from the top of my head, the only wrinkle that I see uh, potentially with demand for the summer months uh, is, is the British people.
the British. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I know that generally the uh, the UK has probably uh, been through some uh, challenging times recently, um, just like all of us, but I think the UK probably a little more than the most. You know, I was also reading um, not long ago a uh, report by Ernst & Young um, where they also essentially predicted or, or stated that even though the, the, we do have economic fears for, for this year and there are talks of a potential recession, uh, although that word is perhaps overused uh, these days, especially in the media, you know, the, our Certainly. industry, though, our industry overall still defies all expectations and we're posting very, very strong numbers. So, you know, they've obviously done their own research to come to that, that point and to, to, to come to that summary. And it's in line essentially with everything that your data is showing as well. So, you know, clearly that this is a, this is a, a consistent thing across the industry. So, you know, travel demand is, is constantly improving, even if some markets, perhaps such as the UK, is softening. Uh, I think overall we're, we're seeing that the demand is there. People still do want to travel and, and get out there. Yeah, no doubt. And even, you know, um, funny you should mention that, that, that report because um, I get this, um, I have this uh, portfolio of travel companies that I track, right? And mm -hmm. actually, I think in the, for the last couple of days, for the first time they've been in the green, they were always on the sort of a holding pattern. And, and now it seems like the dial has moved to green, even though there seems to be some Airbnb softness, we're seeing, you know, booking.com posting very strong results, Expedia uh, posting very strong results. So I think also that there's this perception is now entering the market that actually our industry, if there is a recession coming, can weather the recession a little bit better because people are still going to go away for their vacation, right? Yep. So that it's funny how this thing seems to be working where people say, you know, I'll reduce my spend on the day to day, but I still want to go away on vacation. So, so we'll, we'll exactly. have to wait and see. Um, uh, and I mean, uh, certainly here in Lisbon, if you if you walk around, restaurants are full. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tourists that abound. Um, I've been traveling a little bit, and I'm feeling it actually sort of across the board everywhere I've been going. Um, it seems like there's a buzz um, on the streets. People want to get out. I don't know if the pandemic has just put people in this permanent stage of. Uh, you know, live today <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I'll worry about tomorrow later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, well, I think so. And I think, you know, even despite the rising inflation and, and how the cost of everything seems to be going up today, people are still planning to travel and especially this leisure sector. It's the leisure sector that's actually maintaining that strength. So you know, clearly, clearly people have confidence enough to be able to do that. So it's, it's a great sign. And even group business travels expected to increase, I think it was 13% um, in convention center bookings for this year. Uh, again, yes. that came from that report. And, and you yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's a solid, that's a solid um, sign, you know, because yeah, we always seeing, knew that that was going to be slower. We're seeing the same actually on our, on our group business on the Great Hotels of the World side where we're seeing very strong demand um, for actually um, shorter – so the, the booking window has shortened dramatically for groups, right? The groups have also reduced in size, uh, mm. but, 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 but actually um, there's a, a significant amount of, of, of leads coming through 
Um, and I think it's also, you know, if you think about all this hybrid work environment, we're seeing a lot of companies putting people together, you know, groups of 20, 30, 50 people, you know, putting them together to do team building activities and so on. And obviously venues at hotels that, you know, can do the catering, can do the overnight stays because, you know, at the end of the day, companies want to stimulate people getting together in a, a little bit more of an, a, a relaxed environment. And obviously after dinner is always more relaxed than before dinner, I would say. Mm. And I think that's really stimulating some of this group business that we're seeing, uh, which is almost like leisure business, right? So it's, it's sort of interesting um, also that the segments and how we define them are, are changing a little bit. Not only the pleasure thing that, that sort of we've identified four or five years ago, which was going to be a big trend because of this notion that, okay, I can work a little bit and then have fun a little bit and then work a little bit later, right? And I don't need to be, you know, from nine to five at my desk because maybe I'll, I'll work from eight to three and then take two hours off and then from five to seven, right? Um, and so, so I think that this whole notion of leisure certainly has, has permeated the industry and yeah. we're going to see more of that, I think. But also that these groups are becoming a lot like leisure groups, which is sort of interesting. These corporate groups, uh, obviously you still probably need a meeting room, but you need to do a lot of activities outside also and, and, and have some fun in included there. So, so it's sort of interesting how potentially I would say in three, four years, the segments we're going to be looking at are going to be very different than say leisure business. Yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. But I, I, I still believe that that's going to come back even stronger again. And there was a recent survey done by American Express. Admittedly, this is US data, but uh, they found that 65% of their uh, respondents anticipate to be spending more on meetings and events in 2023. Um, huh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, well, that's, I'm not surprised. I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, I do think that, you know, the short hub travel, right, the let's go in for a meeting and come back same day, or mm. let's go in for a meeting and come back the next day. That's, that's becoming um, less prevalent. Um, also, especially in Europe, but also in the US, we're seeing that sort of uh, um, uh, air travel uh, prices are going up. Um, and, and I'll give you an example. I'm going to, to Copenhagen, I think uh, next week, I believe, or maybe in a couple of weeks time. And literally the price of the ticket was twice as much as it used to be, you know? Um, so, so, so I think that there's a little bit of that, that's going to, you know, potentially going to dampen um, uh, some of these, you know, last minute things. Um, but if you book you well in advance, you can still get some very expensive travel. Yeah, so, you can. So, and I can vouch for yeah. that too, because uh, as you know, I'm flying to Australia next, actually today, next week. Um, yeah. And if you were to look for tickets now to Australia, you'd probably wouldn't be able to get anything under 3000 euros. And um, I booked them back in January and we got them for just over a thousand. So, yeah, exactly. you know, so, you can so get possible. them, but you yeah. just need to schedule, you need to plan accordingly and you need to, you need to be careful with that. And set, yeah. Google has this great tool as well. You can track your, your flight uh, tickets so that it tells you when the prices are going up and going down. Yeah, Which is very and, handy. That's, and, and I think I think that's that, that's what what's happening also is that this you know travelers are just more astute. We we thought that travelers were very astute before the pandemic. I think because of the pandemic, people became even more you know in line with you know figuring out exactly what to do, 
what they can do, what they cannot do, which what's refundable, what's not refundable, and um, and and therefore, I think that's w- what's boosting our our travel here is that people are not willing to give up because they can still find some deals. Yeah, absolutely. But interestingly enough, the the the, the key elements, the takeaways um, that I also took from this Ernst and Young report was that they focused on the fact that hotels or the industry overall should continue to focus on the efficiencies at the hotel level. Um, yeah. Prioritizing on customer experiences, which we go on about as an industry overall, are focusing on their <laughs> analytics and making sure that they've got good analytics to work with. And then, of course, another buzzword at the moment is the whole automation and uh, you know, getting getting tasks that can be done uh, through automation, so that that's t- relieving not only uh, the labor required, but also the, the labor that would typically do that. Then can focus on things like customer experience so yeah no, no doubt and, and I, I couldn't agree more and 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 we've all obviously always had a lot of intelligence in our system but mm. but we are putting more stuff in because we know that there's less and less staff and we're seeing that with all our customers right there's less and less staff on the hotel side we are seeing um i would say, i wouldn't say worrying but a little of a of a i'm, I'm apprehensive about the trend of a lot of hotels smaller hotels are relying on outsourcing services for some of their uh you know operations revenue management this that and marketing this that and the other i'm not sure that that's the right way to go to be very honest especially for hotels that want to have a strong brand that want to have you know personalized communication with their with their guests i think you know having inside people would be stronger but uh, but I think people are doing it because staff is not readily available, and um, well, and it's not just rather... that; it's also getting getting the staff that are acute enough enough and aware enough to to be able to do those tasks today. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're some of you know if you focus purely on the revenue management side of things and 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 the revenue overall, that is a task that is so critical to the the bottom line for the hotel overall. And if they can't get that right. Um, if they make mistakes, it's going to impact the business overall. So I guess it's like anything. If you outsource anything, you just need to, you know, you go into it knowing what the risks are, um, but keep a very, very close eye on it. Just like, you know, yeah. when you outsource your housekeeping, you know, there's always a risk that you're going to lose that level of um, accountability and focus because the people that are there really, it's not, they have really no ownership to to the to the property, um, so I think it just comes down to how it's managed by by the management team. But I, I, I see yeah. what you're saying absolutely. There's always that risk of when you're out servicing services. But, but uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and if you look at you know, uh, I think the other sort of thing that's interesting is I think things really haven't changed that much over the last year or so. Going back to your earlier point of you know, can this still go on and on? And if, even if we look, we, we ask so, sort of questions of, you know, what are trends and so on, but nothing really has changed. They, they still say, you know, the most important thing for me is to get a lot of direct business. The second thing is sustainability, which is really a critical element that we need to bring into our industry in a very, you know, concerted and, 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 and meaningful way. Um, and there's, they're still thinking about these staycations and domestic market and experimenting with that. And so sort of, and I see that more as a, um, I want to explore new segments, right? How can I, you know, make more of what I do? And, and, and we're seeing, you know, in a lot of hotel openings, large common areas with, you know, 
bars and restaurants and 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 the places where you can drink and work at the same time and and I think that's that's really where where the industry seems to be going at this stage. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, very good. So so what else do you have for us in the report that you want to cover? I, I, I don't know. Let's uh, let, let me just maybe go through the slides. I think obviously pricing is an important element here. Um, yeah. If you look at, you know, uh, the, uh, the gap is just amazing, especially in the summer, you know, this gap here, you know, where we mm-hmm. were at about 200 euros. Now we're at 300 euros a night on average for the summer, which is just, you know, we're starting to see numbers just, you know, creeping up to, to, to amounts that, that really sort of are, uh, mind-boggling in a way, if you think about what's happening in the That's economy, right? right? Yeah. And and but certainly, you know, um, we have. It seems like pricing is advancing faster than production uh, than production costs, which means you know uh, hotels should be in a good financial position this year. Certainly in in um, in Europe, in the U.S., the, it's not as acute, right? What we're seeing is that actually for the first few months of the year. There's been a softness. Now, the first few months are typically corporate travel. And if corporate travel has been soft, then clearly pricing is going to be soft. So the annual gap is at zero. Um, As we go into the summer, it looks like the gap is going to increase. But we don't see this overall trend that we're seeing in Europe, where basically it's just up and up and up. So, So I think that pricing is strong. Uh, in the U.S., maybe not as strong, but c- certainly flat from last year. And then, obviously, in Europe, we're up uh, 11%, and it's going to go up and up as we get closer to the summer. At least that's how I feel. Then the other thing that I think is, is interesting to take a look at is sort of the channel mix. We already said uh, all channels are performing. This is in terms of demand. So mm. demand obviously includes cancellations and so on, and that's why direct seems lower. So the 39% of demand actually turned into 50% of stays. Um, the other thing that, that I think is interesting to see here is that, you know, we're starting to see, you know, uh, uh, booking.com a little bit of weakness versus 2022. So they had a very strong start to the year and they seem to be sort of trending towards that. Um, Expedia is trending towards the peak of 2022. And then the GDS, the same. So it looks like everything seems to be stabilizing. Um, and, and that's, I think, good news in a way, right? It means that we are in a very good spot in terms of the channel mix for hotels. Um, and, um, and it looks like it's stabilizing. So, so I think that's, that's very positive. And even if you look at sort of a more granular level on a week-by-week level basis, you don't really see much change there. There, there, there seem to be some other channels that are gaining some strength for the summer, uh, namely Agoda and Hotel Beds and Trafco. Um, but apart from that, I think um, everything seems to be in, in good shape. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that's really it. I mean, um, in general, uh, I think um, things have been quite stable. Um, our hoteliers are very uh, ambivalent or schizophrenic on what's more important, domestic or international. Um, I think it, it tends to go with the flow of what they're seeing at their hotels right now. Mm. Uh, what we're seeing now towards the summer, obviously, is that there's a lot of international travelers that take advantage of the hotels in Europe and therefore international yeah. is getting strength again, right? It so really there, dropped there, off there, was... there, didn't it? Between February and April, it really... <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is sort of typical, right? It's, yeah. I think it's typical. It's, 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 uh, so so, so we, we see that. And, and obviously, we spoke about leisure versus business. Um, this has been very consistent. 
leisure, 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 leisure. I don't think that there's been a big change there. And then the other thing is um, that ADR is very strong. Uh, direct bookings remain very strong and marketing spend remains important, but not as important as the other two. And that, that, that's really it. I think that's what I have in terms of, of, of numbers and, 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 and metrics from the report. Yeah, very good. You know, I also wanted to kind of bring into this conversation the the fact now that China is reopening and how this may influence uh, the report moving forward. You know, the fact pre-COVID, I think everybody was very aware of the, the value of that market. You know, they made, I think in 2019 or pre-2019, 154 million trips that are worth $255 yeah. billion. So it's an incredible market. Now, they're expected to resume their travels this year. Um, so I'm wondering now, as we move through the summer period, whether we're going to see see those numbers or see that your is, charts adjust accordingly. That is quite interesting. I can, I can log in here and see um, if, if we're seeing any sort of increased demand. Give me one sec. And I, I can easily. Yeah, very good. And thank you. Michael here. Madison uh, has just left a comment. Michael, great to see you joining us. Thanks for being here. And he says that uh, he's got a sense that markets are in good shape just back after two months in Asia with his customers, as well as ATM Dubai, and the confidence is returning and prices appear to be up and up. So, you know, I think it's a general consensus, really. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very strong. Yeah. We're getting yeah. good feedback. Let me, you know, I can possibly, let me just do one thing i'll put it up here uh because i think it's worth it so let me just copy paste and take this out and this out and let me just copy this um and this is sort of what we're seeing in terms of demand from chinese guests uh so oh, yeah. 2022 versus 2023 so obviously there's there's a big a big peak there last week which i need to go investigate but certainly you know we're starting to see some movement here and uh and and that's interesting i think uh, in itself so yeah. something that i haven't actually looked at in a while uh but possibly you know um and actually i just let me just add one more thing here because um because i think it's actually if i add i added 2019 to it right uh -huh. Uh -huh. and you Look see that. that uh yeah so so we'll yeah. have to wait and see if, uh, but it looks like things are really coming back from China. And yeah. uh, maybe that's also a factor here that I haven't been tracking, but I will be tracking now based on our conversation. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I mean, the, I, I think the fact is the Chinese market has always been a strong market, for, especially for this, for this region, for the European region, North America. Yeah. Um, so I'll be very curious to see how that, that, that pans out for the rest of the year. And, you know, you mentioned as well, well, a little bit anyway, the digital nomad. I'm very curious to see uh, how that market segment is going to evolve and develop and perhaps even grow. Um, again, from that, that Ernst & Young report that I read, they um, did a survey and said that 72% are saying now that they are working within a hybrid remote office environment. Um, and 75% of those that they surveyed anticipated that they will not return to central offices in this foreseeable future. That says That's a lot. That says a yeah. lot. And when you've got Certainly. big tech companies who are saying to their staff, we need, we want you back in the office now, home office is no longer a, a thing. Um, and they're even getting pushback on that. So it's, uh, it's a very interesting element, I think, which I think is going to be curious to see. 
I think so too. I think that's uh, that's interesting. I, I'm I'm wondering just how can I you know filter out and understand if people are digital nomads, right? Um, uh, for instance, if you if we do a report here, I did a report here on people staying over over seven nights. Um, we are seeing you know so again, orange is 2019, light blue is 2022, uh, dark blue is 2023. So looking on a week by week basis may not be. Uh, very prevalent, but yeah. actually, if I look then at accumulated levels and so on, maybe this is more interesting than 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 I than, than I'm thinking about. So, so yeah. that's another interesting angle that we could potentially track here on our report. Is you know um, people that are saying you know longer than seven days, longer than fifteen days, longer than thirty days, and how mm. is that equating? And how many of them are are really growing or not? And and I think that's that that's interesting. So. So well, I think as well, I think if there's any hoteliers watching um, that do offer long stay services within their yeah. organization um, and you don't already, feel free to please contribute to the survey um, and add that data in because I think it would be yeah, very interesting absolutely. to see. Um, we'd, uh, I'd love to see it for sure um, because I know a lot of hotels made, made an adjustment uh, to their, their, uh, their stay length, if you like, and offering. And I think yeah. it's definitely um, an opportunity as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that's that's a great idea. Honestly, I think that's 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 really a, a very interesting idea to go track. You know, how are we tracking on that specifically on 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 stays that are very long? Um, are they increasing? Are they decreasing? What's the deal? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, very good. Anything else? No, that's it. I uh, so remain very optimistic for the summer. Um, you know, last year, early in the year, I said it's going to be the best year ever for direct bookings. Uh, I think this is going to be the best year ever for the industry, uh, you know, barring nothing else happening, right? Um, obviously, you know, if the, the war uh, becomes more, um, involves more people, if, uh, if the recession is deeper than expected, which it doesn't seem to go, go in that route anyway, right? It seems like Everybody's been talking about a recession. The interest rates are already not increasing as rapidly. Inflation mm. seems to be coming down across at least certain the Western world. Um, you know, as you said, China is coming on board. India is coming on board. Um, the, you know, all the sort of fundamentals seem to be in our to our advantage right now. Um, you know, gas prices seem to be under control. Energy prices seem to be under control. So if everything holds. <laughs> uh, we should have a, a great summer in the great 2023. So I'm optimistic. I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think another factor that we haven't touched on, apart from everything that we have, is the um, the the the, uh, the resources, the staffing, the associates coming back into into the organisation or back into the industry. Um, because I think now we're seeing, obviously, we lost a lot of uh, hotel talent. And, and hospitality yeah. talent to other industries when the pandemic hit. And I think we're starting to see some of that now come back to, to the industry. You know, a lot of those people went to um, on online services, web-based services, uh, even tech companies. And now those companies themselves are making a huge amount of redundancies and, and, and staff yeah. cuts. So we're starting, there's a real opportunity there for the industry to perhaps capture those resources back again. And, yeah, and, uh, and in reality, you know, salaries have improved and, you know, working yeah. conditions have improved. So, so potentially, you know, 
uh, these people that have a passion for hospitality can come back with, you know, better terms than they, 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 they used right. to have. Right, right. And perhaps come back and don't be afraid to negotiate for a better Exactly. Exactly. You know? don't, exactly. Don't just exactly. don't just take what the offer is, just saying, Well, hang on, let's talk about this now, you know? Yeah, let's have exactly. a conversation. <laughs> very good. All right, Pedro. All right, listen, so- I think we'll leave it there. It's uh it's very uh very interesting to see the the results again. And to, to those watching and to those who will watch on demand after this live session, uh, apologies for not coming to you sooner this year. We've had uh, a few things that have come into our schedules and, and other factors that have uh, in, inhibited us from getting here sooner. But uh, we are here again now and we're going to have the next session. I think it's on the 15th of June. And yes. um, we'll have a great guest who's going to be joining us for that session as well. So, yeah, we're really excited about uh, the future in the next few months. And I think overall, you know, for 2023, I think it's going to be a good year for our industry. I'm very, very optimistic no and positive. All right. Thank good. you, Andre. All right, good Pedro. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Until next time, it's bye for now.